Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, so the good thing about doing this show is, well, there's a lot of good things, but one is it's four hours and only four hours of John Rich. I got to think about it in my, in my day. Um... But sadly, last night I'm watching the Super Bowl, and I had a fourth hour and a minute, or on this case, a Sunday, a minute of thinking about John Ritchie. Because, John, I thought of you in one moment last night. we got to tackle this one. We're almost a tackle. Travis, Kelsey, and Andy Reid. And I thought, my God, Seltzer, could you imagine if a young John Ritchie in his playing days with his reverence for Andy Reid no. would have gone over. I, I could not believe what Travis Kelsey did last night. That was wild. I thought it was horrible. I really did. Now, look, I'm not going to make the biggest deal of it, but I thought it was uncool. Really, really, really uncool. And I know there's going to be, well, he's a competitor. He just wants the ball. No, knock that off. There's a way to behave. That ain't it. First off, let's listen to how it was called last night on CBS. I thought it was a lousy broadcast in a lot of ways. I thought this was a lousy moment by Tony Romo and Jim Nance. They only spent about 10 seconds on it. Listen to how the broadcast uh, captured it. After the fumble, he comes over to Andy. He goes, keep me in. What happened is, on the fumble, he was not in the game. Noah Gray went in, and he had to block. And that's it. Hey, John, what, what was your reaction when you saw Travis Kelsey? Obviously, Casey had fumbled the ball. Travis Kelsey, in a demonstrative way, goes over yeah. to Andy Reid, <clears throat> pushes him. I was shocked. I was shocked to see this, and it's clearly he, he was overwhelmed by emotion. Remember, Isaiah Pacheco is in there and fumbles the ball away. And, and so, you know, they just gave it right back. He's out of the game. He feels like had he been in there, it could have been different. He could have made things different. He also Clearly, wasn't getting thrown have. too much then. So, like, first off, right. he had I don't one assume... catch in the whole first half. Yeah, so like, that's frustrating him at the time. Yeah, like one thing that bothers me is Romo just assumes he knows what Travis Kelsey said to Reed. Well, that might have been what he said. That might have been part of what he said. That might not have been what he said. He might have said, "Pass me the freaking ball." So I, I don't know where Romo gets off thinking he can, you know, that he knows what Travis Kelsey just said to Andy Reed. I mean, I think there's as good a chance that he said, pass me the ball, than keep me in the game. Could go either way. Maybe it was both. Well, what does it matter what he said? I mean, well, I mean, my, I'm is, just ripping Romo for being yeah. soothsayer guy. Well, the fact is he was pulled from the game because, you know, it's it's a, one of those plays where one of the backup tight ends is blocking. Right. It's a run play, right. and, and it just so happened – the young running back coughs the ball up, so it exacerbates the situation. Not only is he not in, but, right. you know, they turn the ball over. So he's ticked, and he's looking for someone to take it out on. 
I can't believe it was taken out on Andy Reid. I that is such a shock to me. That is it's sort of uh, I worry at the end of the game. I was talking to you, you know, in in b- between uh, breaks, Joe. I worry like is Andy healthy? Can he like there's so much going on. Like yeah. I don't want him to have uh, you know, any yeah. health issues with everything going on. He is 65. Like when he gets bumped like that, I'm concerned for his health. Yeah. I, like more than anything, like that's that's messed up. I've been worried about Reed's health for 20 years. What the heck? But- like th- that, it, I I can't believe. It. Like of course, Andy did the right thing, protected his player. Uh, he certainly didn't have to in in that situation. Well, he protected him after it's the game as well. What Travis did. Let's get to what Andy Reid said after the game because he also protected Travis Kelsey after the game. You know, sometimes coaches have to put up with a lot or choose to put up with a lot. And obviously, Travis Kelsey is an all-time tight end, and Andy Reid knows with him he he gets a player that helps him wins a, a lot of games. But I, I thought it was very uncool by Travis Kelsey. Here's how Andy Reid handled it after the game when asked about it. What was that combo about? Uh, he, he caught me when I wasn't looking. <laughs> I saw that. It's a fumble. That was another turnover. Yeah, he didn't know. He that I, your play sheet. He didn't know I was going to go that far. You right. Know? So he came up and he came over and gave me a hug. So, so sorry about that. But he, you know what? He just wants to be on the field and he wants to play. And so uh, there's nobody I get uh, better than I get him. He, he's a competitive kid and, um, he, you know, he loves to play and, he makes me feel young, you know, but my balance is terrible, booger. <laughs> Look, Andy handled it. I mean, he handled it with a lot of grace right there. But I, I sure found, if I'm Big Red, I'm teched. I thought it was interesting when he said there's nobody I get better than I get him. I, I, I didn't know if that was a throwaway or not. Yeah. Uh, I think it says a lot about how brilliant Travis Kelsey is as a football mind that he sees eye to eye with Andy Reid. Well, I mean, and yeah. you can see it in his play. I agree with you How brilliant he is as I agree. a football mind. I will say this is a classic example of the outcome. Uh, not going to squash the story completely, but dramatically mitigates what it otherwise would be. If Kansas City loses this game, oh. that is perceived as Casey starts coming unglued. Sure. Right? Tra- Travis Kelsey can't handle his emotions. Like that whole thing. And it is a 50 50 times bigger story. And then Travis Kelsey could not give an answer. Let's listen to what he said after the game. Because, you know, Kelsey gives, you know, a ridiculous answer after the game. And otherwise, he would have to address this in a completely different manner with a completely different tone. Here's what Travis Kelsey said about it after the game. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw, you guys saw that? What was the conversation <laughs> well, about? Was there it, were a few cameras. I mean, was it, hey, I need the ball, I can help us win? What was that about? Uh, man, it was, uh, I'm going I'm to keep it between us unless my mic'd up tells the world. But uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Not the end of the world. I'm not going to make it the end of the world. Obviously, it's not that big a deal. But I did think it was very uncool by Travis Kelsey. And, and as someone who likes Andy Reid, kind of ticked me off. Let's go to the phones. Let's get to Eric and Cherry Hill. Eric, good morning, man. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Eric. Um, okay, so I'll get to the Super Bowl in a second. But that, that caller, I don't know, maybe like 10, 20 minutes ago, that was comparing Mahomes and Brady. Yeah. Like – he did so – Mahomes did so much more with less. Like, Brady not only had Gronkowski, he had Moss. He Eventually. Had Eric, he won three Super Bowls Yeah, before always, Gronk and Moss played on his team. Okay, he had Edelman, Welker. Before that? Oh, no, before no, no. Branch. Eric, Branch, 
Givens, Givens, those guys. Those guys. That whole crew, 0104. That's a whole different crew. Okay, that's not Scantling and uh, I, I can't even name It's pretty Brian. much the same thing, man. It's pretty Honestly, similar. Travis Kelsey is way better than anyone Brady had his first three Super Bowls. That's like, right. Way, way, way better. Rasheed Rice is better than anyone he had. Or Branch Rice, similar. Yeah. All Probably, right, and yeah. I'm not I'm not even like a KC fan, but that brings me to my other point. Sure. Just watching the game yesterday, like it just you know, I didn't know who I was gonna root for. I thought it was like pretty even, but just watching it like made me realize how much I despise the forty ers I thought now. the same way. <laughs> I thought the same. I mean I knew I was rooting for K C but it extra kicked in. I don't like looking at Shanahan's face. I, I just you know, I, I went on Twitter this morning, and the first thing in my feed trending was 40 whiners, and it's so accurate. Like, they're, they're just such babies, and, like, I was just so happy that they lost. I was too, man. I really yeah. was. All right, Eric, good phone call. You know who's also happy they lost? Fletcher Cox. We're going to talk about that story after the game, what Fletcher Cox put on social media about Debo Samuel after the game. We're going to get to that. We're also going to get to – what Andy said about that play that won the Super Bowl and the similarity to, well, last year. We'll hit that. Uh, Jason Kelsey with something interesting on his possible retirement, possibly continuing to play, the use of a pronoun that stood out to us, that and a lot more, plus the San Francisco radio call, how they called it. We'll go inside that and enjoy their misery. All of that and more, your phone calls on 94 WIP. Is 2024 your year to establish fitness and wellness goals or – Maybe just want to create healthier habits. No matter your motivation, NovaCare Rehabilitation's physical therapists are your trusted partner. For more than 30 years, NovaCare has been the Delaware Valley's hometown leader in physical therapy, hand therapy, and sports medicine. NovaCare is proud to be part of the healing journey of so many patients, from healing aches and pains to gaining strength and flexibility and preventing injury. Their clinical... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Currently 41. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Well, there is an awful lot to react to after last night's Super Bowl. We'll get to today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. 
Armin offers the highest quality certified pre-owned vehicles in the Delaware Valley. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. Two different poll questions. The first, are you happy for Andy Reid after another Super Bowl win? Number three for Big Red. Are you happy for him, yes or no? Question two, is Patrick Mahomes the greatest football player of all time? Now, I'll say this. Remember this. You don't, in my opinion, have to have the accomplishments of others to enter the fray of that. And I'll use Jordan as an example, and I referenced this earlier. 93, I vividly remember after Mike's third third NBA championship, there was a lot of talk in America that he had ascended to become the greatest basketball player of all time. Obviously, he didn't have, you know, the five rings that that Magic had or the six rings that that Kareem had or or the 11 rings that, that Bill Russell had or as many points and all sorts of stuff that Will Chamberlain had. But a lot of people said this is the greatest player who's ever lived. And that's kind of where we are with the Mahomes thing where the conversation is legit to have. You might not think he is, and that's fine. But a lot of people will say he's the best football player that has ever lived. What say you? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter and certainly wait on the phone lines as well. Let's get to the phone lines. We're going to play a lot of audio this segment as well. A lot of calls. Let's get to Hassan, Strawberry Mansion. What's up, Hassan? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, Hassan. You 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 hit it on the nose right there. With that one, the camera. He 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 definitely he definitely might be the best to ever do it. Hold on, I got a definitely might. Definitely might doesn't work. Definitely might doesn't work. <laughs> definitely might. He definitely <laughs> might be. But I'm not asking is, is he definitely might. I'm asking is he? Right now he's hands down the best in the game. Like he he proved it with that cast and the way they were playing. But my biggest takeaway of last night, I know everybody doesn't want to hear it, but it's our defense. I Can we hold I, anybody yeah. to 22 points, 25 points even? Hassan, I thought a lot about that also. Because you know what? Both teams played great defense in the first half. Great, great. defense. Great, great defense all game. Even when they started giving up points, it was like, the chief defense was worn out. The 49ers was worn. Like, they right. they had to work for those points. It was nothing easy last night. Right. Hassan, you know what really disappointed me? So, I thought the broadcast was really lame. Let me just start with that. And I'll tell you an element of it that I thought was particularly lame. When Mahomes' passing game was being stymied in the first half, and it was quite a bit, what I was wondering, and I could not tell because the TV copy did not show it, were Chiefs receivers not getting open? Or was Mahomes not seeing them and not throwing the ball to who he should throw the ball to? And there wasn't, like, one time where they either gave you an overhead where the producer or director would say, hey, let's show this. They didn't or, refer- yeah. or that Or that Romo would jump in and say, what spectacular coverage by the 49ers defensive backs. Mahomes had nowhere to throw the ball. Like, never, ever, ever. It was never, ever. Ever. That, or on the opposite side for Purdy when he was getting blitzed. Did he forget how to read coverages like they would have said Jalen Romo did? was awful. He, he didn't give you any perspective that you couldn't see. Like, he didn't tell you what you couldn't see. Come on, man. Right. I'll tell you what, and, and what you could sort of make out from a you know cursory overview yep. uh, on some of the replays was they were really messing with those safeties. You know, these defensive coordinators, the way that they were tracking those guys, moving them last second, uh, you know, overlapping the safeties. Uh, it was – they never ended up where they started uh, for sections of that game, which makes it really hard for any quarterback, yeah, just... which makes it impressive 
that Purdy was able to play through some of that and he was able to read through some yeah. of that. Patrick Mahomes, you expect that he'll be able to figure it out even when it's darn near impossible. Right. But, man, Purdy did a nice job against like, some thought, of the heavyweights. I thought Purdy played well. I, th- I think he can very proudly walk away from this game and, and hold his head up high. Um, yeah. Look, it was it was a boring game initially. Not a, I, it was a little bit of a boring game initially. There wasn't much offense. I didn't think it was non-compelling early because you had great defense out there. I mean, the stymieing of Patrick Mahomes is notable. I mean, at one point, and it was referenced, and it was a good fact said in the broadcast, 16 straight drives that Patrick Mahomes and KC had not scored a touchdown. Okay, wow. Okay, that is a fact. That is a stunning fact. So that was good perspective. But – on the whole, James, give me give me your here's where I'm at on Romo and so Nance is a great broadcaster. Do I think he's like an all time all timer? No, do I think he's great? Sure, but I think Romo is bringing Nance down. There's a lack of insight. There's a lack of pizzazz. I, like I'm not going to not watch the Super Bowl because it's Romo and Nance, but I do feel like ugh. yeah, I feel the same way. I, I thought they did a good job at the end. I actually thought he was good in overtime. He was on stuff. It sounded like old school Romo. Yep. But otherwise, if to your point, it just felt like there was like no energy, no energy. for a Super Bowl. It didn't feel big to me. It didn't. I, I I didn't think they had no maybe it wasn't a great crowd, but it seems hard to believe. I didn't feel like you could hear the crowd much. It wasn't popping through my television. So I don't know if they had that turned down a little bit. I, I I don't know what was going on. Here's another element that to me was high. There was a couple. Well, the crowd is different. I mean, it is it's, different. It's, it's I know it is. Corporate, you know, I know it is. Quieter. I think that's just generally like we're not used to that. Like we sort of forget that it's a little bit quieter. But I get it. But I mean, I've seen a Super Bowl where you can hear the crowd crank it up in moments. I didn't. I didn't feel we heard that. Oh, it feels like it's when 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 we're in it. Like, well, I think the Eagles are better. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagles had about 70% of the crowd. And, you know, so there's all that. A couple things that confuse me. Now, I will candidly say, tell me if if I missed it. So, I didn't hear everything that the referee said with the rules before the coin flip of overtime. Okay? Full disclosure there. Full disclosure, I didn't hear everything the ref said. But I'm going to tell you two things that confused the hell out of me coming down the stretch of the game. And I literally didn't know the rule. Number one, and I think I know the answer, but this was certainly not addressed by Nance and Romo in the final minute of overtime. Did the Chiefs need to score before the clock hit zero? No, they said they did it, Nance. They did? Uh, yeah. He, Romo kept saying, if you're wondering, or Nance, if you're wondering why they're not calling a timeout, okay. this is just like the first quarter of overtime. They said that for sure. Wait, just like the first quarter of overtime. Essentially, there's like the first quarter of a new game is what they kept saying. That's why they're not calling a timeout as the okay. clock is running down. And there was noise they where said I was, that. so if I missed that, they I said missed that. that. Okay. 100% said that. Okay. Second thing, and I guess this answers that question. I'm sure it probably does, but here's another thing I didn't know. If Let's just say there's a scenario, and it could have happened. Let's say San Fran kicks a field goal, which they did. Let's say, let's say KC kicks a field goal, which they didn't but could have. And then San Fran would have gotten the ball back, let's say, with a minute to go in the, in the first overtime. Mm-hmm. When the clock hits zero, so, James, you're saying it San Fran's going. possession continues? Yep. Here's my question, then. Then why is there 15 minutes on the clock? Uh, they said it was like a quarter. They said, it, they said it's like a whole new game is what they said. Because here's what I didn't know would happen. These are the three things I was wondering. That's option one, that you just go to the second quarter and San Fran continues their possession. I didn't know if they are about to have a new coin flip. Or I didn't know if they're going to say, okay, first overtime's over, team that got the ball the first time, the other team gets the ball to start the second time. I didn't know what was about to happen. 
James, you're saying they said this once or more yeah, than once? Yeah, he said it a couple times. Um, uh, yeah. Did sure. you hear it, John? No, I did not process all of that. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know what the hell was going on. Because I know I, KC gets their possession, but I. But James, if you say they said it, then they, they said, said it. it. Okay. They definitely said it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last night, I had to stop and think about whether or not the team who got the ball second, like if the 49ers had scored a touchdown. Is it over or not? Yeah, there was a point in the time where yeah. that would have ended everything. Even in the Super well, Bowl. Well, they made it clear it wouldn't. Changed, they right. said that. They did, right. and yeah. I heard that. Yes. But, but I will say, I can understand. Look, that's the only part might, I was thinking about at that moment. Someone in time. might leave and go get food. You might go to the bathroom. You missed that one fact. I mean, I'm sure, John, there were millions of people in America confused. I wasn't on that one, but I'm sure you weren't alone. I mean, they did change the rule only like two years ago or so. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to Drew in Westchester. Drew, good morning there. Hey, good morning, folks. Uh, let me make a point on the game and then something on Hassan Reddick. So, I thought the game was actually lost by the Niners in the first half when Kyle Shanahan had a chance to take some time out, save some time, and try Horrible. to get into field goal range. Horrible. And he didn't do it. Horrible. And by the way, I think Andy also messed up. So I thought Andy messed up first when he took the timeout with, I want to find this here, Andy takes a timeout at the end of the first half with 109 to go. That was dumb. And then Shanahan follows up by not taking a timeout two consecutive plays, and that was dumb. I thought the whole freaking thing was mismanaged by both coaches. I thought in the first half both offensive coaches were too accepting of the defenses getting the better of them. You I, know, like I they were sort of like, oh, it. man, ah, darn. We'll get them next time. We'll get them in the second half. That's what the first half felt like. That's not and, the way it's re- supposed to be. No. And the reason I bring that up, too, is obviously we know, you know, Sirianni being less involved in the offense next year, stuff like that is kind of how you impact the game, how you make your mark on the game. So it's just really important to get that stuff right. And I just feel like Shanahan always kind of tightens up there. Now, uh, Hassan Reddick, let me ask you guys a question if I could, and then I'll you know, have a point kind of off that. Mm-hmm. Do you think his agent leaked that to Rappaport, or do you think that was the Eagles yesterday? No, it's Where definitely, do you think that came definitely from? Definitely the agent. And I'll tell you how you know it's the agent. I'm going to tell you exactly how you know it's the agent. Let me read you the tweet from Rappaport. Because to me, there's always a telltale in these things. Sources, Eagles All-Pro edge rusher Hassan Reddick has received permission to seek a trade following another disruptive season featuring double-digit sacks. Now, look, you can make the case the Eagles are trying to prop up his value, but I don't buy that for a second. What this is, an agent gives it to the reporter. So the reporter makes sure. He doesn't say, you know, Eagles defensive player Hassan Reddick. It's all pro, edge rusher. And it's also another disruptive season. Not disruptive like TOO5 bad. Like disruptive like this is a, a game-wrecking, game-changing player. He, he's disruptive. Hey, agent, I'll do you a favor. I'll make sure I put a good adjective in there to prop up your cost. That comes from the agent. Okay, that's a good that's a good observation. That I, I guess I can't be up too upset at the Eagles. What I was gonna say was, it, I was just, it's just disappointing to have that leaked yesterday. Like we're trying to enjoy the Super Bowl, yeah. just like put that out there on like Tuesday or Wednesday. I like, thought I it was an unusual that out there yesterday. Very unusual timing. Very unusual. Yeah. All right, Drew. Good call, man. Uh, you know what was also unusual to hear the pronoun Jason Kelsey utilized this weekend. So let's let's listen to this. Um, you know, Kelsey was asked, as he has been a few times now, about his future. And he, he, he used a pronoun, I think, three different times that wasn't we. 
when describing the Eagles. Now, there is something to be said for a portion of it. He could be describing the Eagles' brass. But I, I found this to be really odd and perhaps a tell that maybe he is going to retire. We know it's certainly possible. It could go either way. Listen to what Jason Kelsey said this weekend when he was asked about his future. How are you feeling about the whole thing? And you don't know yeah. anything, do you? You're still trying to figure it out. I'll say this. I, I feel really confident that the Eagles are going to be good next year. Yeah. I still think they have great talent. I still think they have great coaches. They've added two new coaches in yeah. Kellen Moore. And, well, I don't even know. Is Kellen officially? I think he's Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Kellen and Vic are obviously really talented, well-respected coaches. So they're going to have a whole offseason to figure out what's stalled out, what they can do to improve it. And with not just the coaches, but all the people in that building, I really think uh, they're going to come back with a vengeance. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a tremendous year next year. Um, I I am very confident the Eagles are going to be very, very good. So I'm trying not to let that affect what's happening because I really want the decision of whether I'm going to play to just be based on whether I want to do it. Selfishly, I need to make that decision of can I commit, can I mentally be there, and do I want to endure that again. Um, Winning helps that, but I, I think that you know, you, you're trying to not factor that in, I guess, in the decision. So everything there at the end makes perfect sense. He's, he's got to deliberate and make his call. But, I mean, the they, 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 they're, they, they. In case and, you missed it, it was a, a, a small snippet, a small snippet. I feel really confident that the Eagles are going to be good next year. Yeah. I still think they have great talent. I still think they have great coaches. They've added two new coaches. I mean, John, there's a lot of they's and they's and they's and them's yeah. and they're. Yeah, that's and... troubling. That's troubling. <laughs> I, I, I Oof. I still have to try to think about saying they as it pertains to the Eagles. Yeah, you say we and you played 20 years ago. Exactly. I know. I, I like it is this is something that you you can't just turn on and off like it it sounds like the the consistency bothers me. The consistency that Jason is saying they with, you know, like we're, we're not code switching enough here where he's mixing it in every once in a while. It's they. It was they. It was definitely, definitely they. Let's go to Zach in Center City. Zach, you're on WIP. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing all right, Zach. I'm worried a little bit now, growing a little worried about the Jason Kelsey thing. Well, I wasn't going to talk about that until I heard that clip, but um, <laughs> I do I do have uh, uh, three quick thoughts, and uh, they, they all kind of stem from the Super Bowl. Number one, and you guys brought this up, you know, I was born in 95, so I've seen, you know, close to 30 years of football, but really, you know, registered probably 20 mm-hmm. uh, years of football. I've watched Brady. I've watched Mahomes. It's it's very obviously clear to me that Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tom Brady ever was. I don't, I don't really think it's close. I think it is very um, close. I Look, I, I'll say this. I, I, I lean Mahomes, but I don't want to just push aside Brady like it's nothing. I mean, Brady was incredible, and he was different, but he, you know, he was sensational. I mean, you know, let, sure. I'll just I'll just say that. But I do I do say I'd give the edge to Mahomes for overall greatness. Mahomes, well, you watch, if you, you if you Brady. You watch Brady play quarterback. You watch Mahomes play quarterback. It's like I don't I don't think it's that close. No, I think, it's not. I, I think I think we have we have a lot of time to watch Mahomes try and eclipse the accomplishments. But if you're telling me you know to my face that Tom Brady is a better looking quarterback than 
Well, obviously Brady had a limitation that Mahomes doesn't have, and that's the mobility factor. I mean, that's, you know, we knew that right from the jump. But it doesn't fundamentally mean he he, – he wasn't better, you know. It's close. It's but what it's very he was close. able to do, like the sustain, the sustain oh, that Tom Brady was able to employ, like just through working with experts every off season or whatever he did, like the the whole lifestyle change that he yeah. in, it underwent, it, it worked. And he's got secrets in there that that somehow yeah. made him do things that no one else was able to do. So. Patrick Mahomes has to figure out a way to contend with that. You That's know, a the big longevity, one. That's a big one. Which no one it's un, it's not reasonable to expect that he can somehow forestall father time the way Tom Brady has. But his play is significantly more right. dynamic, more exciting, more uh you know, it's more special. The, those throws that he makes, those decisions that that he makes at times like other quarterbacks can't make those decisions well, because they simply can't make the throw. Zach, the fourth and game play, okay? Because let's not forget, there was a fourth and one that if Kansas City gets stopped, the game is over. That is a play call that New England would never call for Tom Brady. No. Quarterback exactly. keeper to the right. They would never they would never call it in a million years. And I feel like we're all on the same page here, right? I, I, I understand that. I know time is a premium here, so I want to get to the second thing. Sure. Um, watching the Super Bowl, both teams, it was very impressive, the linebacker play, how quick, oh, how they swarm. No question. And how I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be cool if the Eagles valued the <laughs> linebacker position? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you, honestly. Like, you and was, about was, 10 million Eagles telling. fans thought that last night. Like 10 million people thought that. <laughs> It was it was shocking, and then my last my last point is that um, it, it has been a joy to listen to uh, you know San Francisco radio uh, late <laughs> night, not even late night because it's like nine eight or nine p.m. for them when the game ended. So uh, that was fun, but also, man, the linebacker play was awesome, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, can you imagine that. Listen, Zach, <laughs> I I, I, th- I thought it too. Good call there. I mean, John, the linebacker play was very notable. Oh, well, it just gifted athletes like we haven't seen around here for a long time at that position. Yeah. And, and, and it has to change. It has to begin to change soon because defenses need to do different things now. Like that mid-level stuff, like you need athletes who can do it all. Look, I think it'll be really interesting to see if the Eagles try to make a point to get Jeremiah Trotter Jr., who is who? Early projections are late first, early second round pick. So I mean, they can get there if they want. They can move back. They can move up. You know, there's different ways to do it. I do not expect the Eagles to spend a first round pick on a linebacker, but I gotta I gotta think if he's available in the second round, either where they're picking or as it approaches their pick and a move up, that they would strongly consider. I mean, Trot Jr. They have an extra second too. Whose pick is that, James? The Saints pick. So that's probably a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like a, like a forty-five-ish uh, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, somewhere in that range, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you got it. I mean, that's kind. That's the kind of player we're talking about here, and uh, it, it's just you see, you see the absence of quality Eagles linebackers play, and it, it it is it is tough. Now, San Francisco fans are struggling this morning, and I think we know that makes all of us happy. Um, let's listen to how it ended last night, courtesy of that San Francisco radio station. That's <laughs> That had the call. Um, this is, uh, let me get this right here. San Francisco Radio. This is Greg Papa, who, believe it or not, is um, Gary Papa's brother, Greg Papa. 
and Tim Ryan on the call. And, John, the, the very, very end of this call makes my heart very, very happy to hear their pain. Let's listen. When Mahomes threw that final pass end the season, San Francisco loses, and let's enjoy their misery. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right, throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! <laughs> so, first off, so great. it was walk-off, man. Dang walk-off it! Fashion. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a delay where, where, of disbelief. You know, like it happened, and it was so quick, too, oh. the way that it happened. And the way that the play was designed, you know, you, you got the guy sneaking out. So it, it's almost like it snuck up on everyone, even even us, the viewer. Well, it, it, Holy I, cow, it's over. It's over. That, oh, my that, gosh. That, it's, it's actually over. They just ran a play. There was 10 seconds. What? I know. It's and, a touchdown. And by the way, my— <laughs> And and I got to give Greg Papa a shout out there. I thought he did a nice job in the, in the you know, losing effort to be professional. I remember when Harry Callis called the Mitch uh, called the uh, Joe Carter homer, and Harry called it with tremendous professionalism. Like Greg Papa did a nice job there, being a professional. And the other guy popped it in was funny. Um, there, there's there's a lot going on here with all this conversation, the linebacker thing, the San Fran thing. I mean, look, I will say this: I, I'm not. I'm not going to do cartwheels because San Fran lost. I mean, in the end, they still are way better stacked than the Eagles are right now. Right, John? I mean, I, you know, there's, there's only so far my glee at San Fran losing can go. Yeah, they're still a really great team. And but I'll it enjoy felt like it. a tale of two halves. It felt, like they, it felt like they were in control of that thing. Well, they were. Uh, had they just continued to do what they were doing. But, again, you, you go in at halftime, and those coaches for both sides – do they they work their magic they come back out and they have yeah. new designs and 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 they work and and that's something that it, we didn't see enough of we the the eagles fans we didn't see enough of that go in at halftime and come back out and do different things well, how about things motion work how about shifts uh, how about, by the way what we will which we will see which we will see more of this is kellen moore and and like bringing yeah. us up to speed with what most people do. But let me say this. The we will see it more thing doesn't – the Eagles just wasted a season. Like, I, like I'm not, I'm not going to be just like, okay, no problem. You'll get them next year. Like, I'm still annoyed about 2022. I mean, excuse me, 2023. I'm still annoyed about 2023 because they had a chance. It I mean, should be. It was annoying. It was yeah. – wrong yeah it felt like it was wrong to put that out there because we knew it wasn't good enough we kept asking the questions like why don't we have these plans in place why aren't we doing things the way it's always been done and has worked like we're leaving stuff out we're leaving preparation out and and i guess we we all as fans we assumed that they knew what they were doing because like they with the truncated schedule, like they just have to squeeze more stuff in. I didn't buy it. They know what they're doing. And and I just believed it because the record told me I was supposed well, to believe it. That was a confusing thing. Yeah. But but I'll say this after you get beat. But it, I don't believe it anymore. Like well, I know nobody, that nobody it needs believes to, it. It, it, it broke. It the last month and a half showed us the truth of the situation that yeah. we were not as prepared as we thought. And now we gotta revamp everything. That's right. Meanwhile, we we've got, I don't know, a third 
of our defense maybe that's able to come back. Right. Like we, we we got to rebuild that entire side of the football. So I'm sure it wasn't lost on people. Andy Reid, that final play, a similar type of – Similar type of thing is when orbit they, motion, orbit motion when they Where beat the guy, when they beat the Eagles last year. Yeah, let's listen to Andy Reid after the game. Andy Reid addressed after the game. Now, the question it, this is a little confusing. The question references the last time these two teams played. I don't know if the guy asking the question means in the Super Bowl, which is four years ago, or a game more recently. I think Andy Reid is interpreting it meaning last year's Super Bowl. But just know there's a little bit of like one guy's asking the last time these two teams played. Andy seems to be answering the question about last year's Super Bowl and last night. Listen to this exchange again. The final play, the orbit motion, the the confusing element and pressure that it places upon a defense, which we all know 12 months ago caused the Eagles all sorts of problems. Obviously, in the end, bit San Francisco in the ass as well. Listen to Andy Reid after the game last night. Andy, last time these two teams played, it was the two-jet wasps play. Everybody talked about the play to Tyreek. What was the game-winning touchdown play call this year? Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, we had corn dog last year, and that was corn dog. That was corn dog. This was corn dog with a little mustard and ketchup. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know if he's talking about a KC San Fran regular season. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But we know this: e- even if he is talking about a KC San Fran game, it's the same type of thing, John. We saw in the Super Bowl. It's the same freaking thing. Yes, so, and, and it's and it's you're what defeating the, the defense and it's, because they they are sort of lagging. They are expecting that that motion as as McCole Hardman moves from the the right to the left that he'll continue. They're and, confused, and, and they and they're going to like cross the formation. All of a sudden, he changes direction instead of crossing the formation. Right. You got to get out there and cover the flat, and you're one step behind. And why it bothers me extra today is because we just saw an Eagles 2023 season that offensively did not incorporate this. <laughs> that's my, that's my point. That's, that's my point. It's like it worked last year in the NFL. It worked again, obviously this year in the NFL and the team we love just chose to, you know, huh, huh, yeah, let's not do that. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. An awful lot as you wake up this morning to Super Bowl reaction as it relates to the Eagles, hey. as it relates to Reed, as it relates to Mahomes, as it relates to San Fran. There's a lot of different things going on here. There's a lot of other teams out there who didn't choose to use that, the orbit motion to their benefit. They didn't choose to exploit that idea right. to their 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 advantage. Well, they didn't win Andy the, Sur- they didn't win did the Super Bowl. It. Andy Reed is the best coach in the world. Like Andy Reed does these little things. He, he thinks of these little things. It, it, it's so obvious. It's so easy. But uh, un, until you do it, no one's done it. Like that That was just once again, uh, miraculous coaching by the guy that we used to have. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, John. And I am happy for him. But me I'm too. also, there's, a, there's an element of me that's ticked on all sorts of fronts. But I'm happy for Andy Reid. I mean, I think he's a great guy. I'm happy. Look, Mahomes is a good dude. I mean, he's, he's a little dorky. But, you know, he's an all-time player. Whoa. He is, uh, John. You're not going to get anybody to side with you on this one. He is a little dorky. I think he's but, a lot dorky, but he's amazing. I, don't know. I mean, it, it's he kinda... might be Jordan. He might be Jordan. I'm not saying he's Drake level dork, but he's dork. Let's go to the phones. Let's go Again, to... it, it just it, it feels <laughs> so wrong that you are the dork assessor. <laughs> takes one point. to know. Takes one to know one, John. <laughs> there you go. I'm like when that guy catch me if you can started working for the government. All right, let's go to Ken and Cinnamonson. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Hey, Ken. 
John, I think you just added another name for Joe to the list there, Dork Assessor. <laughs> dork Assessor. That's and, and, and that sign is right over the mirror in his house, actually, so that when he looks at himself <laughs> in the mirror, that's what he sees. Uh-huh. There's, there's so much here, right? So I, I want to try and hit as much as I can, as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I, I, we're going to find out. Next year is going to tell. Oh, his phone just zapped. All right, we'll come right back to Ken. Let's get him in a better spot in a moment. Dennis in Springfield. Hi, Dennis. Yo, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, that, that game winning. I haven't seen a guy that wide open since last year's Super Bowl. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and twice, uh, twice last year. Yeah, and uh, I mean, right. Earl, you know, at the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm going to come back at John a little bit before <clears throat> before we uh, say that the Niners aren't going anywhere and, and things like that. Uh the, the Niners will be the team next year coming off a Super Bowl loss like the Eagles were this year. Last year, the Eagles were kind of anointed. They're not going anywhere. They got the great young guy quarterbacking them, and they should be in this game for years to come. Uh, Greenlaw, one of them great linebackers, yeah. tore his Achilles. Tittle was invisible. And... If if the Niners think they're going to get the same year this year out of McCaffrey, no, I, I mean, I don't know. That guy took a beating this year, and he, he really took a did. beating I yesterday. Agree. I agree. And and it was it was really something uh, that he was able to hold uh, healthy as as long as he did because we have not seen that. Dennis, I'll give you a 2024 football prediction. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will suffer a season-ending injury during the 2024 regular season. Wow. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise Take me Take it one to the bit. bank. Yeah. All right. and, uh, yeah. They shouldn't and have the overused him as much as they did this year. He looked gassed. In you think game. he was worn down by the end? Yeah. I mean, what what did he get? Like 53, but it was like 3.2 yards per carry. I didn't think that he had the same burst. He might not have. I just didn't by the end of the game. I thought he looked beat down. Yeah, I, I, I would buy that. Come on. I don't know, John. He looked a little different there, man. No, and my my That's main really point good would defense. be. Uh, I know they, this. He, they would have had success had they stuck with the running the ball more. I I I think they could have won the game. Well, clearly they, they could have it clearly to they, them more than they did. Look, they could have won it if the ball didn't hit at the foot of a of a special teams guy. No one even knows the name. Sure, of. Had he not fumbled the ball, it would have helped. Well, that one too. too. I mean, there's a lot had of. They not missed that extra point. That one. <laughs> Dennis, could you imagine? I mean, look, we can't imagine the Eagles losing a bad Super Bowl because they did last year. But could you imagine if the Eagles lost Super Bowl because a kicker missed an extra point? Oh my goodness! But but here's the other thing. Uh, I, I thought Purdy played well for the last pick in the draft. Dude, he played thought, well. He played well for the first pick in the draft. He, he he's good. A, he's legitimately had, like one of the. Well, I don't even know what tier we're talking about here. We're talking top ten. Uh, we're not talking. He's the sixth to eighth best quarterback in pro football. Well, from what I from what I watched yesterday, from what I watched yesterday, the the Niners had four straight three and outs, and in overtime, I thought Purdy was awful in the overtime. If not for that holding call, they would have been three and out in overtime. And I also saw him do an incredible job of getting through his progressions, and I also saw him doing 
strangely athletic things, like things that I did not expect him to be able to do, extending plays where I thought they were over. You know, he was – he did things this year that I did not expect. But, Dennis, you got to remember this. Kittle was out of the game with whatever that injury was. Shoulder. And and Debo Samuel was was not a full go. So, you know, there there was a lot going on. I mean, San Fran suffered some damn big injuries during that football game, man. Well, I, I also saw him over. Uh, put it this way: I, I, I think if if last year if Hertz would have went at went three and out four in a row and and played that poorly in overtime, we, we'd be killing him. We'd be killing him. But but because Purdy is the last guy in the draft, he gets a little bit of a you know pat on the head. You know what? At, maybe, but, but maybe. But I'll tell you this: don't forget this element. I think a lot of people do forget it because you think Chiefs, you think Mahomes, you think Reed. Second-ranked defense in pro football this year. I mean, John, I saw Chris Jones make a lot of plays. I saw both teams' defense. I saw on San both Francisco defenses. the linebackers. Oh, my God. I saw the, the freaking old Eagle guy, Javon Hargrave, making plays for the 49ers. I'm seeing yeah. Chris Jones make plays for the – I'm telling you guys, unless Mahomes did what he did at the end and he did it, I thought there was a chance Chris Jones or Bucker could be the MVP of the game. It, look, I really I did. I, I can't understand how Spags convinces people to, to keep – doing what he wants well, them to do. Like, he really is magical. Can I Somehow say something he, yeah. that is really, Seltzer, prepare the soap for my mouth. Oh, great. Remember when, John, what would you do, John, that, that made you take uh, put soap in your mouth years ago? I said a word that uh, I, I, I knew to. I wasn't supposed to. And, and it's you, not even really a bad word. I enough. can probably say it on the air. I'm not gonna. Okay. It means pee. Okay. And I said it. I wasn't totally sure it was a bad word. I thought, you know what? To be safe, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to get the bar of soap up in the, the bathroom yep. and, and go at it. <laughs> Good for you, man. Washing my That's own fine. mouth out. Just in case. And it wasn't your parents telling you to do it. You no, did it on your own. That's amazing. I did it on my own. All right. And I don't even think I told them. Well, that's really amazing. It's really amazing. But so here's it's amazing my, the word. I would go weird. But it's yeah. extremely <laughs> yeah. weird. It's <laughs> extremely weird. But here, here's my point. And you guys know I say this with absolutely no disrespect meant to Jim Johnson at all, who we all beloved. Steve Spagnuolo's passed him. Because Steve Spagnuolo has four Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator. Four. You got one with the Giants and three with Kansas City. So for like, for I mean, love Jim Johnson. We'll always live. This is no Jim Johnson disrespect. It's just Spagnuolo, who came up through Jim Johnson, has four championships as a coordinator. Four. So, for whatever it's worth, man, I mean, and, and some really incredible we performances in Super yeah. Bowls. We should the be way yeah, like He's the star of a couple it's of those outrageous. Super Bowls. Yeah. It's outrageous. And Jim Johnson was an incredible but, coach. And Spags yeah, totally. taking a lot of that great stuff totally. that he did and incorporating it. And, you know, he's he's it, both he and Andy. It's, it's just so incredible how much they – They've accumulated oh, through they the have. years the, the knowledge, and yeah. they, they actually utilize it. You know, they, they, they blend it all together, throw it back they out do. there. But and here's, it's tasteful and, yeah. and works. Here's my other point, though. Who your coordinators are matters. Yeah. I'm, I'm bringing it home to the Eagles here, ladies and gentlemen. I think you, you catch my drift. Who you hire to have as a coordinator matters. And, and to Andy Reid's credit, look, he didn't nail every coordinator hire he's had because he had the Juan Castillo fiasco in there as a defensive coordinator. But but Jim Johnson was a spectacular hire by Andy when he got here in 99. And getting Spags after his, let's call it what it was, a failed Rams head coaching gig, 
you know, when he brought Spags, you know, back under his fold as a defensive coordinator, and this was after Spags had been here and been with the New York Giants as a defensive coordinator, it's, it's unbelievable. The guy's got four championships as a coordinator. It's, it's ridiculous. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.